Hi, and welcome to the Living Room Scripture Lessons. My name is Brad Constantine, and this podcast series is going to be about the book of Genesis. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to, to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. If you're interested in a deep analysis of the book of Genesis, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy what you hear here, and if you have any questions, you can share, link, and subscribe. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Genesis podcast. This uh, episode is going to be Genesis chapter 22. Let's go ahead and get into this one. It came to pass after these things that God did try or to test or to prove Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and Abraham said, Behold, here I am. And the Lord said, Take now thy son, thine only Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering. The Lord told Abraham to take Isaac up on Mount Moriah and sacrifice him. Abraham believed God and knew that if he did offer the sacrifice that God would raise Isaac from the dead. That's what Paul believed in Hebrews chapter 11 verses 17 to 19. So that in Isaac his seed would flourish according to the promises. Elder McConkie said that. The Hebrew term for sacrifice, korban, is from a root meaning to draw near and originally denoted that which was brought near or offered to God. It is also possible that the term signified that which brings man near to God, and indeed a late agotic source interprets sacrifice in this sense, and that's from the Encyclopedia Judaic Junior. Continuing verse 2, Upon one of the mountains of which I will tell thee of, the place where Abraham was commanded to sacrifice Isaac was Mount Moriah. In Hebrew, Moreh means to to teacher, and Yah is the shortened version of the sacred name of the Lord, Jehovah. The sacrifice of Isaac was an example of being taught of the Lord. It was part of the profound teaching moment about the Lord, the firstborn son, the Lamb of God, who would be offered on the same mount. In ancient times, sacrifices always took place at the north end of the altar. The place of crucifixion was at the north end of Mount Moriah, north of the altar. Additional symbolism can be found by comparing the rabbinic tradition that Isaac was in his late 30s when Abraham brought him to Mount Moriah. Jesus was sacrificed on the even of his 34th birthday, the first day of Passover that year. And that was out of the Old Testament manual, uh, Institute manual. Uh, No, I'm sorry, that's Old Testament Supplemental Study Guide. That's by Daniel Rona. We have absolutely no data to determine the exact age of Isaac at the time, but the computation of Josephus that he was 25 years old makes him more advanced than the language of the scripture narrative seems to convey to our minds, and that's by Alfred Edersheim. So he's probably somewhere between 25 and 30, Isaac is, at the time of the sacrifice. Verse 3, And Abraham rose up early in the morning. Notice that he doesn't wait around. He gets to it. He does what the Lord tells him, and he doesn't wait. And saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and claved the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Notice that Abraham didn't waste any time. He obeyed the Lord. Uh, President Monson, quoting uh, Harry Emerson Fosdick, said, Until willingness overflows obligation, men fight as conscripts rather than following the flag as patriots. Duty is never worthily performed until it is performed by one who would gladly do more, if only he could. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. So it's taken him three days just to get there. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide you here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come to you again. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon his back. 
In other words, Isaac's back. So this is a symbol of Jesus carrying his cross to the place of sacrifice. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife and Isaac his son, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. We think that uh, Isaac probably knew what was going on, that he was going to be the one to be sacrificed. Uh, but he does not put up a fight, as we'll notice in a minute here. And they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Now think about how old Abraham is. You know, he's over 100 years old. Uh, Isaac is in his 20s or maybe 30 years old. He easily could have prevented his father from doing this. And yet he, he willingly lets his father bind him and do this. Elder Oaks said that when they came to the prescribed place, Abraham built an altar and laid wood upon it. Then the Bible says Abraham bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. What did Isaac think when Abraham did such a strange thing? The Bible mentions no struggle or objection. Isaac's silence can be explained only in terms of his trust in and obedience to his father. Alfred Edersheim said, Upon Isaac also the event had a most important bearing, for when he resisted not his father and allowed himself to be bound and laid on the altar, he entered into the spirit of Abraham. He took upon himself his faith and thus showed himself truly the heir to the promises. So the promises that were given to Abraham now are, are also being shown to belong to Isaac. Verse 10, And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. The angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, Here am I. And the angel said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only Isaac, from me. This story shows the goodness of God in protecting Isaac and in providing a substitute so he would not have to die. Because of our sins and our mortality, we, like Isaac, are condemned to death. When all other hope is gone, our Father in heaven provides the Lamb of God, and we are saved by his sacrifice. So we become Isaac in this, in this story, that we are Isaac, worthy of death. But at the last minute, we are spared because of Jesus Christ and his atoning sacrifice in our behalf and that he takes uh, the punishment in our place. Verse 13, And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked and beheld behind a thicket there was a ram caught in it by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. A lamb has been sacrificed in our places, and that's the Savior. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord will see or provide, as it is said unto this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen, or in a mount the Lord shall be manifest. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time, and said, Thus saith the Lord, I have sworn by myself that because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only Isaac, from me, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice. And so Abraham's obedience here has promised him the blessings that God had previously blessed him with, and now he's, he's, he's being guaranteed that. God came to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, and he said to each of them in turn, that in them and in their seed all generations should be blessed. 
And lo and behold, he said the same thing to Joseph Smith in modern times. He said exactly what he said to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The grandeur and the wonder of it is almost beyond belief. Can you think of anything better? Joseph Smith was being told that he was going to receive the kind of blessings that Abraham received. Then the account said that Elijah restored the sealing power. Everything comes on the basis of personal righteousness. Everything, Everyone in the church who has been married in the temple has received exactly the same promise that God gave to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Everyone who is married in the temple and who keeps the covenant has the assurance that he or she will have eternal increase, that his posterity will be like the dust of the earth and the stars of heaven in number. And that's by Elton McConkey. Verse 19, So Abraham returned unto his young men, and they rose up and went to Beersheba. And Abraham dwelt at Beersheba. Just a little, a few concluding remarks here. Abraham obviously was a type or similitude of the father. Interestingly enough, his name Abram means exalted father, and Abraham means father of a great multitude. Both are names appropriate of Heavenly Father. Isaac was a type of the Son of God. One of the meanings of his name is, he shall rejoice. Like Jesus, he was the product of a miraculous birth. Isaac's birth certainly was not as miraculous as the birth of Jesus through Mary. But at age 90, Sarah too was a woman for whom birth was not possible by all usual standards. Yet through the intervention of God, she conceived and bore a son. Paul called Isaac the only begotten son when he referred to this event. The site known traditionally as the place where Abraham offered Isaac is not the site of the Dome of the Rock, a beautiful Muslim mosque. A few hundred yards to the north on a higher point of that same hill system is another Abraham is another world famous site known as Gordon's Calvary. Its Hebrew name was Golgotha. Not only did Abraham perform the similitude, but he performed it in the same area in which the father would make the sacrifice of his son. When they arrived at Moriah, the Genesis account says Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. The Joseph Smith translation, however, reads, laid it upon his back. Some have seen in this action a, similar, a similarity to Christ's carrying of the cross upon his shoulders on the way to his crucifixion. Isaac voluntarily submitted to Abraham. This important parallel is often overlooked. The Old Testament does not give enough detail to indicate exactly how old Isaac was at the time of this event, but it is very likely that he was an adult. Immediately following the account of the sacrifice on Mount Moriah is recorded the statement that Sariah died at the age of 127. Thus, Isaac would have been 37 at the time of her death, even if the journey to Moriah had happened several years before Sarah's death. Isaac would have been in his 30s, as was the Savior at the time of his crucifixion. Nevertheless, the exact age is not really important. What is significant is that Abraham was well over 100 years old, and Isaac was most likely a strong young man who could have put up a fierce resistance had he chosen to do so. In fact, Isaac submitted willingly to what his father intended, just as the Savior would do. Once the event was over and all ended happily, Abraham named the place Jehovah Jireh, which the King James Version translates as, In the Mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Adam Clark, citing other scholars, said that the proper translation should be, On this mount the Lord shall be seen. Clark then said, From this it appears that the sacrifice offered by Abraham was understood to be a representative one, and a tradition was kept up that Jehovah should be seen in a sacrificial way on this mount. And this renders more than probable that Abraham offered Isaac on that very mountain on which, in the fullness of time, Jesus suffered 
Jesus was sentenced to death within the walls of the Antonia Fortress, which was only about 100 yards from the traditional site of Abraham's sacrifice. He was put to death at Golgotha, part of the same ridge system as Mount Moriah. Now, to conclude this chapter, he, uh, the writer then just gives a brief genealogy um, of Abraham's family. Um, the importance of this is to show that Rebekah, in verse 23, is begotten of Bethuel, who is the son of Milcah, one of the uh, a wife of, of Abraham's brother. And so this makes uh, Isaac and Rebekah basically uh, cousins once removed. And so the, the purpose of having this in here is just to show the genealogy of Rebekah, that she's part of Abraham's family. And that's important uh, in the next chapter as we talk about um, uh, Isaac getting married. I bear testimony to the truth of these things and hope that you like this podcast. If you do, stay tuned. We'll have another one pretty soon. Thank you. Bye.